handoff to Jonathan oh. Taylor. Hughes hole. He's at the 30. He's going to go. 10, 5, touchdown. Jonathan Taylor made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Pater. And a one-handed INT. Are you kidding me? Kenny Moore. What a play by Naheem Hines. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. We are about 24 hours and a week away from the start of free agency, guys. A lot is going on, and today the franchise tag period has been ended. A lot of players that notable players that were franchise tagged and a bunch of others that were not. So those that were not franchise tagged will have the opportunity to test the open market and be free agents. So guys, we're here to talk about some of those big name free agents that we that we can discuss. And Cody, I think you and I are both in agreement here. The one that everybody is talking about for Indianapolis right now is the edge class. Yes. Yes. I mean, a, man, this is a good one, dude. Yeah, I was going to say like this is the craziest, like most talented edge class I've seen in free agency in a long, long time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many guys we're going to talk about that could be a potential fits with the Colts. And honestly, like I'm good with any of these guys because there's so much talent here, so much proven talent here of guys who have been stud pass rushers in the past couple of years. So, man, this class gets me super excited. It's crazy. Like all these guys like didn't sign these franchise tags. And I'm like, man, Ballard's going to have his pick. Of funny enough, the biggest position to need on defense. The edge. He's gonna have. He has a giant crop of these guys here to pick from, dude. A lot of it is crazy, man. And like just thinking, whoever it is, if Ballard signs one of these guys, pairing him with Buckner and and Grover Stewart, man. I mean, holy smokes, (laughs) this defensive line. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, dude. And and let's get into some of these names, dude, because there's a bunch of them here. Um. I think it's only fair we talk about the biggest name in the edge class free agency market, and that is Shaq Barrett. A lot of people have been talking about it, and the Buccaneers have franchise tagged uh, Chris Godwin earlier today, and he also they also restructured Levante David's contract to two years, $25 million, so he is off the board, but... Mm-hmm amazingly that Levante David only got that much. That's like a discount and a half compared to what he just did last season. And they're only giving him 12 and a half million a year. I mean, he got a King's ransom from, uh, from anyone else, but I mean, they got him for discount. It makes me wonder if the Buccaneers are actually going to be able to bring Shaq Barrett back here, Cody. I know. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, man, the Bucks are going to have to make some decisions. You know, there's some other Antonio Brown's another name. They have to decide. There's a lot of these guys. They have to decide who mm-hmm. they're going to bring back and who they're not going to bring back. And you're right. Shaq Barrett, he's going to command a lot of money. I don't know if the Bucks are going to be able to afford him with all the other guys they are going to have to pay. Right. Um, and for that reason, you know, it's, it, there's been rumors they're trying to bring him back. But what's that going to look like? Like, I know, Derek, we were talking about off air, like, Okay, does he take a little bit of a discount, or what? What does it look like? Because you know they the Bucks did just did just win the Super Bowl. Does he want to stay with Tampa Bay? But from a money standpoint, I feel like there's other teams, including the Colts, that could probably offer more than the Bucks could offer him right now, um, considering yeah. all the guys they've just paid. So 
uh, yeah, I mean, he's definitely the biggest name on this in this free agency class. I mean, for a good reason. I mean, he's just been a stud pass rusher these last couple of years and uh, definitely deserves to get paid like one. So, I mean, the question will be, obviously, how much is Ballard willing to spend on one guy on the edge? Mm-hmm. But Shaq Barrett certainly is the top of the crop here with a lot of really good pass rushers, if that tells you anything on how good he's been over the last couple of years for Tampa Bay. I mean, it, it, let's just be honest here. I mean, everybody has a price. Ballard has his own for all these guys. But, I mean, if we're looking at the market and, like, we're talking about what these defensive ends are worth now, Demarcus Lawrence just last year got a five-year extension worth $120 million. I mean, that right. is insane. And to think Shaq Barrett, I don't think anyone disagrees that Shaq Barrett is a better player than Demarcus Lawrence is. So. Is Shaq Barrett going to get 130 plus million dollars on a deal? I mean, I mean, I think that somebody would become close to Demarcus Lawrence's uh, contract if it were them. But it's like you said: Is he going to take a discount? Does he want to stay in Tampa Bay? I mean, it, the ultimate thing here is that we know he wants an extension. We know he wants a long term deal, but. There are guys on the team in in Tampa Bay that have already told the ownership that they're willing to take less money to keep the team put together. Mike Evans said he would do it. Uh, Levante David obviously did it. Um, You know, and Chris Godwin took the franchise tag. So, you know, it's one of those things where all these players are taking a little bit less money to hopefully be able to keep Shaq Barrett. It's just a matter of right. Is there another team that wants to pay him more. Certainly, if Shaq Barrett does test the open market, mm-hmm. every team is calling, and that's right. no question about it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, every team should be calling. He's just one of the best pass rushers in the league for a reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just saw what happened in that Super Bowl. I mean, Shaq Barrett was the key, one of the key parts of that, why the Bucs did win that Super Bowl. So, uh, yeah, I, I certainly think he's going to get paid. Whether or not that's in, in, in Indianapolis, excuse me, uh, it remains to be seen. Um, and what value Chris Ballard has on him, um, you know, does he just go, you know, swing for the fences and try to get one of the best pass rushers in the league to pair along with one of the best three techs in the league? You know what? Like people always say Chris Ballard, and this is something that the Colts are going to have to weigh, obviously, with all the guys we've mentioned. They're going to have to extend here. Like do they want to pay another guy a big max contract kind of deal? Or they want to potentially to go a little bit, you know, second tier, but still really good at edge rusher, which we'll talk about some other options there. Um, but Shaq Barrett, certainly, man, if the Colts went out and paid him a ton, I would not be upset. He's definitely worth every penny. Yeah. I mean, just to give you guys, before we go on to the next couple of people here, just to give you a scope of what Shaq Barrett has done in his two years at Tampa Bay, the numbers are just amazing. First off, in Denver, he had less sacks in four years at Denver than what he did in all of 2019 when he arrived in Tampa Bay. He wow. had 14 sacks in four years with Denver, had 19 and a half with Tampa Bay in 2019, and then had another eight this year on top of you know the two forced fumbles. This guy also is a turnover machine. He's forced 15 uh, fumbles in his six years in the in seven years in the league. I mean, and he didn't even play his first year when he got into Denver uh, due to some uh, circumstances there. But, I mean, this guy is really hitting his stride right now, 28 years old. I mean, this is the perfect guy to be able to get. But 
we, we were talking about another name in the Colts brawl chat earlier today, Cody, and that is Hassan Riddick. And from what we've been told, insiders from Arizona and a bunch of other people have stated that they do not believe Riddick is going to come back at all because they feel that they're not going to be able to re-sign him due to how what his market value is going to be. And Riddick, I mean, what, 12 and a half sacks last season was a team high last year. So Riddick, an outside linebacker that is mainly an edge guy. I mean, Riddick really is an intriguing option. And, you know, his value may go up a little bit, but that's another option there, Cody, that this guy can continue to be who they want him to be. Yeah, and Hassan Reddick even had tweeted out what's next. Like, like he's going to leave Arizona, right? And so, mm-hmm. I mean, this shouldn't be too much of a surprise um, considering, you know, what what Arizona just did, getting J.J. Watt, another edge guy there. So, uh, yeah, Hassan Reddick, man, talk about a stud, an athlete type of guy, man. I mean, people were so high on him coming out when, they, when, they, when the Cardinals drafted him, right? And now he's starting a couple years in, and this is kind of how it goes with pass rushers sometimes, starting to, to understand it a little bit, right? And, you know, I don't have the number right in front of me, but I would assume he's in his mid-20s, so he's just entering his prime years now. I know he's a 2017 pick, if I'm not mistaken, so taking the same year that Ballard's first draft was. But, yeah, he, he's definitely a guy that I would think, okay, you know, you have you know, you know, have your Shaq Barrett's, you have some of those other guys. He could be a sneaky good signing for Chris Ballard, a young guy with tremendous upside. Like you mentioned, 12 and a half sacks last year. I didn't even know that. Like nobody talked about him last year. Like yeah. I didn't even realize he was that productive. But that just goes to show you how deep this class is. And Hassan Reddick would definitely be a guy that I would definitely want to take a chance on because he has he is really starting to come into his own here. And it's a guy that if you you feel probably pretty confident paying him, uh, you know, multi year kind of deal because he's still pretty young as well. Um, and then you know you have that. And <laughs> you think about Buckner's what, 26 years old, and he's in his mid-20s. I mean, you then you have two star stud guys there on the edge and on uh in the in the interior there. So yeah, I, I definitely really would want Hassan Reddick. I, I like what I see from him under the radar type of guy there, but uh I would love for the Colts to give him a shot there. Wouldn't probably command, obviously, as much as Shaquille Barrett would, or mm-hmm. some of these other guys maybe even would, but I would love this, honestly. Yeah, and the reason why he you didn't hear much from him before and the reason why his value may not be quite as high as somebody like a Shaq Barrett is due to the fact he is a slight he's slightly younger. He's uh like you said he was a 20, he was a first round draft pick in 2017, is only 26 years of age, will turn wow. 27 once the season starts in September. But I mean, going through his uh 4 years in Arizona, I mean, again, another player that, like, just as time went on, got really, really good. I mean, in his first year, in his first three seasons, he had five, he had seven and a half sacks with three forced fumbles and, you know, was getting around the low 40s in tackles. So, you know, was productive, nothing crazy, but, you know, he was productive. And then this last year, 12 and a half sacks, had 43 tackles, six forced fumbles. I mean, this guy just had a phenomenal year. What I mean, that's where it kind of stands out is he's the one-year standout. He's the guy that, you know, his the reason why now all of a sudden he's so high praise is because of the recency stuff, right? The first three years didn't matter. Now all of a sudden he's seems like he started to figure it out. So, you know, Hassan Reddick is a very intriguing option because, you know, when you're second in the league in forced fumbles, 
and you're tied for fourth in the amount of sacks, your name's going to get called quite often. Yeah, for sure. And maybe I could see, honestly, this is maybe another reason why is like you mentioned, like he, this is his first year actually having double digit sacks. Some teams could be like, was that a one hit wonder type of thing? Do we take the risk on, on paying him a ton of money for only really one year of elite production? So mm-hmm. I could see that potentially being a, being a kind of a knock on him um, moving forward because he did struggle a little bit there early on. I know he didn't really see a lot of playing time there early on in Arizona for being a first round pick, but uh, but yeah. Uh, and there's also maybe there's a reason why Arizona is letting him walk too. You know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm. could be a question mark too of why they would let a 26 soon to be 27 year old hit the open market like that. So. But yeah, yeah, I like him. I like his upside. I like his potential. I feel like he's starting to get there, but he's still very young. So he still has a lot of room for improvement, a lot of room for growth there. Yeah, and he would work perfectly with just having somebody on the inside like Buckner to take some of that pressure away. Also, quick note, also with Redick, has not missed a game in his first hmm. four years. So there he's been go. reliable all across the board. No injuries, no health-related concerns, no off-the-field issues. This guy is a clean slate. So it's great to know you'd be getting somebody like that. The next player we have, and it's been the one name that has really been picking up steam recently, it's uh, Romeo Aquara from the Lions. The Lions stated that they're not franchise tagging him. To me, this is a a grave mistake by Detroit um, to have Mm -hmm. them do this. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, just like the other two guys we mentioned, you know, really stood out this year and, for a Lions team that didn't have a lot of, for the last few years, that has not had a whole lot of uh, great things to say about its defense, Aquora was one of the only standouts that really showed you what he can do. And, I mean, again, this guy's coming off a full season. He's only 25 years old, so let's get that right. 25, he's actually going to turn 26 in the summer. Uh, had 10 sacks. Um, only played a played in all 16 games, had uh, 44 combined tackles, uh, 11 tackles for loss. think he was actually top seven in both categories of sacks and pressures and tackles for loss. So, I mean, this, this is a young guy that, again, is really showing his value. He got to Detroit, mm-hmm. and he started from the get-go, showed you how good he was. And, I mean, this is another name here that – there's some people that still think he got he has even more that he can still get better at. So, I mean, this is if, if you're telling me a guy can get 10 sacks at 25 years old and still tell me that he has more that he can offer, I'm, I'm taking that any day. I'm taking that chance. <laughs> yeah, and the pressures, like we always say, like stats don't tell the whole story. Like, you know, if you're counting pressures and sacks, DeForest Buckner probably should have had like, 15 sacks plus. Yeah, right. Uh, but like, that's good for me to hear. Like he's top in yes sacks uh, and also in pressure. So like, it means he's still affecting the quarterback, whether or not he gets counted as a, you know, as a sack on the stat sheet. Mm-hmm. So I like that from that standpoint, like he's all, he's ultra productive. Yeah. He had double digit sacks, but he also was continuing to put heat on the quarterback, even when he wasn't getting credited with those sacks. You mentioned 25 years old. The age is right there for what Ballard wants. Uh, you know, Detroit's kind of like, it seems like they're just kind of trying to rebuild at this point, right? They're just kind of letting everybody walk. Kenny Galladay, another name that I'm sure we'll bring up when we when we go to wide receivers. But uh, mm. but yeah, it kind of seems like he just needs a different start here. And Indianapolis could be a great fit there for, for Aquara. 
Um, I'm glad I said his name right because I messed it up so much in our <laughs> Q&A. I couldn't say his name, so glad that I'm finally getting it. Um, if the Colts sign him, I'm going to have to make sure I learn that. And Yeah, uh, or else uh, Rashad will never let you hear the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny, like Ballard like drafts these guys and brings these guys in. Like Ben Banigou, it took me a while to pronounce his name right. And, uh, you know, Pat McAfee had to be very specific on Okariki's name when he drafted him, too. <laughs> Okariki, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the last names are really funny for some of these players that Ballard drafts. It yeah. is pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, and and also on top of that, had three forced fumbles this last year. Yeah. So every single one of these three guys that I keep mentioning, the fumbles are there. They're yeah. really good at not only being able to – uh, sack the quarterback, but also being able to force fumbles. I mean, that'll go a long way when you're playing alongside Darius Leonard. I'm just saying. Yeah, and that's <laughs> what the Colts' defense is predicated on, right, is forcing turnovers. So all these guys fit that mold on, on guys that are just wreaking havoc, forcing fumbles. That is exactly what the Colts are looking for in their defensive ends. All right, one more player here we'll get into. Only and that one? Is, I got another one, too. Oh, I got more. I got more here. I'm just saying, okay. like, we got another one here gotcha. that – uh. I kind of branch into the list of names that the Colts will think extremely highly of. And then you have uh, a section of guys that could be on that second tier of guys that I think Ballard will t continue to take a look at. And then others that are like risks. I mean, obviously we won't get into every defensive end or edge rusher that we have, but one other name that we've been told the Colts are looking highly into, and that is Bud Dupree outside linebacker from the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, last season, before he had his injury in week 11, had eight sacks, two forced fumbles, uh, 23, uh, had 31 tackles. I mean, and also in 2019, had 11 and a half sacks, really started to show his worth. So over the last two seasons, again, he was on his way to having a second straight uh, year with double-digit sacks. I mean, you know, him and... Uh, TJ Watt on the edges for the Pittsburgh Steelers has been a very dynamic duo for that Pittsburgh defense. And you obviously saw a lot of things change with that defense when Bud Dupree went down. I mean, Devin Bush went down, that hurt them. Bud Dupree, one of your better uh, edge guys going down, definitely hurts. Um, Bud Dupree is another name where, you know, you're not going to have to pay him Shaquille Barrett kind of money. But, yep. you know, I think this is a great guy that, you know, you bring in straight up for a, a relatively good price here. And this is a guy that can really thrive on this defensive line with the help of Buckner on the inside. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he is kind of like he's still on the one, but he's like the one B kind of guy where it's like, mm -hmm. you know, he's productive, but like he's not Shaquille Barrett. He's not Robbie Romeo Aquara or any of those guys. Um, and the injury, obviously, you have to factor that in as well. So I think you can get him at more of a reasonable pro reasonable price than some of these other guys. But, yeah, he is a very productive guy. I would not be surprised at all if the Colts went after a guy like Bud Dupree, super talented player. Um, you mentioned he's been productive with Pittsburgh. Um, so overall, yeah, I would, I would not mind Bud Dupree at all. Still a young guy. You've noticed a trend here. All these guys are young. Pass yeah. rush, which I think is why we're so excited and feel like the Colts need to pounce on one of these guys because they're all so young and they all have shown production. Bud Dupree's no different here. He's and they're all the hitting production. their strides right at right. this age. Too, right. They're I mean. entering their primes. Yeah. Like yeah. These, this doesn't happen in free agency. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. 
Yeah, you know? there's there's like four guys that we just mentioned here that are hitting their prime. I mean, Bud Dupree just turned 28 years old. So, yeah. you know, I mean, it, it's still a young guy. And, you know, it's amazing that we're seeing so many of these guys continue to show up in these lists. I mean, let's talk about some of these uh, tier two guys, at least from my perspective. The first two names that I think of when we're talking about these guys that, you know, you probably wouldn't have to pay a king's ransom for them. They're guys that you could throw in right away. They still probably give you some good production, but there's some slight risk to them. And that is first Yannick Ngakwe, defensive end from the Ravens, and Carl Lawson, the defensive end from the Bengals, both of which were not franchise tagged today. They are both being released. And, you know, I mean, Yannick hasn't said anything, but Carl Lawson just posted a picture of, uh, recently of you know him saying guns are uh guns are ready for who you know something like hmm. that so the dude is ready to go somewhere um i mean what would you what would you say here cody to either one of these two potentially being in a colts uniform you see like i'm kind of more on board with this than getting one of those other guys for the simple reason of these guys are still productive edge guys they're going to cost substantially less than some of these tier one guys. And also, you know, with that, it allows you to maybe go get another free agent. It allows you to resign some of your guys you're going to have to pay that we've already mentioned a hundred times. And you still get a pretty solid, you know, good to great pass rusher here. So mm -hmm. for me, it's like a no brainer. Uh, like I, I'm going to take a chance on one of these guys. They're both still pretty young and they're in their mid twenties. They're both productive guys, uh, and they're going to cost less. Like, it just makes a lot more sense to me. So I'm on board with both these guys. I know Yannick is more of a pure just speed rusher type of guy. Um, but you know what? Either of these guys I think would be a really good fit with Indianapolis. Yeah, I mean, and both of these guys, age-wise, both are 25 years old. So, yeah. you know, both of these guys still have a lot of time to really figure out what they want to do. I mean, Yannick's going to turn – uh 30 or uh, 26 here uh, in March. So, and Carl Lawson uh, is going to turn 26 at some point in the summer. So both these guys going to be 26 coming into the season. Both have shown some production. Yannick has shown a little bit more production than what Lawson has, but I think Lawson, uh, you know, has been also a part of a lot less good defenses and has really been singled out a lot more than some of these other guys. I think Lawson has a lot more room to grow. But, right. you know, again, the co the combined tackles for him and, you know, the sacks, I mean, has 20 sacks in four seasons. His rookie year is when he had eight and a half sacks. The dude was playing really well. And then, like I said, it's kind of hit that little bit of that cliff. So, you know, I, I think Lawson would be another one that's, you know, it's a higher risk, but it's another guy that if you put him in the right system, I think he would thrive and, Yannick has, for the life of him, this guy has not finished with less than eight sacks in any season that he's played. So yep. the production is always there. Might not, uh, some of the numbers may not always pop off, but when he was in Jacksonville in 2017, when they were riding high, had 12 sacks that season and has continued to have eight or nine sacks every season since then. With mm -hmm. all the uncertainty that's been going around with him and the and the teams he's playing on, so. You know, again, another player that I think if you just put in the right system with the right kind of people 
I think uh, both of these guys can really do a lot of damage. And then some of these other names that I have here, obviously this isn't all of them, but there's a couple that really ring a bell. One of them is uh, Tyus Bowser, other defensive end for Baltimore. Vaughn Miller's name has been brought up several times. Mm -hmm. And Leonard Floyd, the outside linebacker for the Rams. I made sure I get that right. I accidentally said the Bears one time in a video, and I got crucified for that. He I'm was sorry. on the Bears, so I he was on the Bears, and I completely forgot that he moved over to the Rams. I I watched <laughs> so, him. I watch him play with the Rams all season, but forget he's on the Rams. I'm sorry, <laughs> but okay. but uh, Tyus Bowser, Vaughn Miller, and Leonard Floyd. Now there's been questions of all these. Not so much with uh, Tyus Bowser. I'll have to look up his stats, but. You know, Vaughn Miller and Leonard Floyd both have staples with each other. There's a lot of things where a lot of people wonder if Leonard Floyd would even fit in the system that the Colts want to run. Mm -hmm. And then Vaughn Miller's got those uh, off the field issues that he's dealing with on top of him being older. So, you know, I, I'm personally not a fan of bringing Vaughn Miller. I want nothing to do with Vaughn Miller. I think if we were just going to sign an aging free agent edge to go with this team, I would rather just re-sign Autry. Yeah, right. At that point, like what's, you know, I get it. He's been productive, but you're right. He's getting older, you know, and why would you look at this free agent crop you have here and go with a guy like Von Miller at this point in his career? You know what I mean? Like there's so yeah. many other young guys that give you so much more, you know, potential and longevity at pass rusher. I'm kind of tired, frankly, of band-aiding, putting a band-aid over the pass rush, over the defensive end. It's time mm -hmm. to go get your guy, honestly. With how good this is, you can't tell me, oh, this guy cost you. Like, There are so many options here. You have to get one of these guys, in my opinion, and it can't be a 30-plus-year-old guy. Now, why not just bring back Justin Houston and Danico Autry at that point, like you said? like, What is the mm -hmm. point, especially with the legal allegations? I'm not about that. I'm really not about that, and I just think the Colts need to – you know, like I said, like go after one of these guys that's a little bit younger, that's a little bit, you know, more of a risk, maybe. Like you don't know they, but they also have a lot higher ceiling at this point. I'd rather take that risk personally than go and get a guy that's, you know, on the wrong side of 30. And I mean, for Leonard Floyd's sake, I'll just look at Leonard Floyd's stuff right here. I mean, yeah. 29, gonna be 29 years old at the start of the season. So has a couple years still left in him. It played all 16 games last year. Hasn't missed a game in the last three years of playing football. So if that tells you anything. And in one season with the Rams, has a career high in sacks with 10 and a half. So, okay. you know, again, another low-end kind of guy where I think, you know, his value will probably go up because, you know, I thought he took a back seat to Khalil Mack. He took a back seat to Aaron Donald and all these other guys. He's been taken a back seat by so many of the biggest names and edge rushers that we have in the game that, you know, all of a sudden now he gets to the Rams and he, he, he played pretty well. So, you know, Leonard Floyd's going to definitely be an interesting one. And, you know, Tyus Bowser is a, is a very low end kind of guy where you would think, uh, he's probably not going to cost very much because, you know, he doesn't have a ton of production in the four years that he's been with Baltimore. He's only 25. He's going to be 26 this year. Mm -hmm. uh, only had two sacks last year. So, you know, it's a kind of guy where, you know, schematically you think he can make a difference. But honestly, I wouldn't even touch it. I would just uh, I would consider more of Leonard Floyd because I know what I got in <laughs> yeah. Leonard Floyd. Yeah. But, 
It's That's time to stop. I, this is my thoughts. It's time to stop signing guys based off of, you know, what you think they can do. We already have guys that we, we, they have potential, right? It's time to stop signing guys off potential, start getting guys who can produce at defensive mm-hmm. end. That's where my mindset is, in, you know, approaching this free agency. Hopefully Ballard is there too, because let's be real, like Ballard's been great, but he hasn't been great so far at drafting edge rushers. He just hasn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I think we can fairly say that. And, uh, you know, we love Ballard as much as we do. I think that's one of his weaknesses right now, at least in terms of drafting for Indianapolis. So, um, yeah, I definitely think right now you got to go after one of these. Maybe not the biggest name, but I think you got to get a guy that's been fairly productive, kind of get a sure thing there at pass rusher. Yep, I totally agree. I mean, we're it, we're starting to get into that win now mode, and when you got a guy like Buckner that's in there in the middle, go find that edge rusher. Go mm-hmm. find the guy that's going to make a difference and help with so much more than what we originally said with Autry and Houston in those videos. But let us know what you guys think. Of all of these names that we listed, who's somebody that you would want us to sign? Is there somebody that we miss that you think we should sign? I mean, there's plenty of people out there, but this is just some of the people that have been had their names flown around in the media as to who will be available and who will be able to do that. But let us know what you guys think. From Cody and myself, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always, go Colts. Yeah.